0: Hello and welcome to Faux. I'm Will Anderson, and uh, welcome back to the podcast. Our guest, Charlie Number One, Dave Anthony. Hello, Dave. Oh, hi. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Yeah. What's going on? What's been going on in your world? How How is the state of the world? Like, oh, it's great. We're recording this uh, pre-Trump inauguration, but it will go up post-Trump, so we don't really yeah. know how the world is now. But I think it went great. I changed yeah? my mind. My opinion is is that
1: he is much more wonderful than we thought after the inauguration. Well, you performed,
0: right? I did. You got the last minute
1: call. And uh, yeah. Did a um, set? Every, every other comedian was asked in the world, and uh, and they said no, but I was like, I can't turn this down. It's a right. good gig. Stage time. So I just And you got like a, 45
0: uh, minutes too, right? Cause yeah. Because I didn't really have a lot of other acts. So. I just did. I did a lot of crowd work. And that was great fun.
1: And I did- A lot of did, sign work. I, I loved just,
0: just sign work. Yeah. And I
1: dug up a lot of old uh, uh,
0: just pussy grabbing stuff. I mean, that was it. I mean, here, here are your chunks I loved. I love pussy grabbing. Yeah. I mean, that was just a real crowd pleaser. So. Yeah. The uh, wall. The wall. The wall. I, mean, the wall. I Yeah. The, I related to the Pink Floyd, the wall. I did a whole thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was, I, I thought that, to me, that was the real highlight, you know, yeah. the who's going to pay for it bit. Like it was, to me, that was reminiscent of a an Abbott and Costello bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to pay for it? Mexico. We're yeah. not going to pay for it. Yeah. Oh, this is a great bit. I uh, just, yeah. It yeah. Just I love wrote that. Its, it almost wrote itself. Um, I, I didn't know if your impressions uh, were. <sighs> I'm not great at
1: impressions, but right. I just felt like, you know, take a stab at it. Right. I mean, because we've had so many uh, sort of famous uh, quote unquote comedians who do really bad impressions over here. So I thought I can do as as well as Rich Little. I mean, I, look, was the, the, I thought
0: yeah, Alec Baldwin was... Well, that's the weird thing.
1: You tried doing Alec Baldwin doing Donald Trump.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a hard one to do. Yeah. But I just felt like it, it, it fell a little short. Okay. I love the ambition. I just, maybe the execution wasn't
1: right. there. I'll take that. I'll yeah. take that. Uh, what did you think of uh, Donald Trump Jr.? Uh, that oh. impression. Now
0: that I mean, well, both uh, both. Here's what I loved: both yeah. Donald Trump Jr.'s appearance and the fact that, that when you did your impression of Donald Trump Jr. when he made that unexpected cameo and came on, and yeah. then you did that conversation where you were Donald Trump Jr. having a conversation with Donald Trump Jr. Yeah, it was and pretty... he played the evil one, uh, uh, like <laughs> really well. I thought, like, like he did he'd been, almost naturally, like he'd been like training for that role his yeah. entire life. And well, you was, played. It was so cool that he came out holding an elephant tail right uh, yeah like yeah. And, and here's the weird thing the rest of the elephant was backstage that's right he just freshly cut it, it off. literally just it was an elephant that thought it was going to be involved in right. the right in the inauguration yeah and yeah. it's hard to keep an elephant quiet when you're cutting off its tail well here's the thing he'd also tied up its snout. right
1: a lot of people didn't know that no well they know it now yeah this now you're getting some behind the scenes stuff
0: yeah, well, that's, I mean, obviously, you know, you told me this stuff from, you know, being backstage. Yeah, we had a conversation yeah. previously. Previously, that's right. Other than that, how's the world? Uh,
1: I mean, the world's fine. Everything except for uh, the political meltdown, is, uh, it's all good. I'm enjoying everything else. Life is, <laughs> life is fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very tired a lot because I have a child. Uh, but other than that, I'm good. I'm uh you know the dollop is doing really well. I'm very happy. It's going really well. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, um so that's so who are these new listeners? Where have they come from? What do they like? It
1: seems like how do they
0: feel about a a place that they have just discovered that you know has been around for a while and has some of its own in jokes that they've just stumbled into?
1: It it seem I mean, definitely not as many as walk in jokes as walking the room, but uh it seems like like we get every single day on Twitter, we get people going, "Oh my God, I just found this! I love it! I have to listen to them all." And people are finding it like all over the place. Like it isn't one sort of area that people are finding. It's just like recommendations and recommendations, and then someone will mention it in a news article, and someone will do it here, and someone will talk about it on a podcast, and it just keeps growing. It's really crazy. Uh, well,
0: that's good news.
1: Yeah, it's fun.
0: Yeah, and uh, hopefully we can turn. Do you it feel a? pressure that you you might run out of stupid stories
1: sometimes but then i always find a new stupid story (laughs) (laughs) like i know i know how many suggestions people have sent me and how many of those will work and then i have a giant list and it's like i mean it's unbelievable how many stories there are out there because it just takes one idiot in one town right
0: over time there's just one idiot in every town I mean, you've really, yeah, you've stumbled upon a formula. There's been <laughs> there's been idiots forever. I mean, there that's really what have. got us there. Like a procession of idiots, a large yeah. procession of idiots stumbling towards our inevitable demise. Yeah. And then plus America is a, clearly a place that has
1: been saying for years, oh, let's not, let's pretend like that didn't happen. Let's just act like that didn't happen.
0: Like there's just so much stuff that's ignored.
1: Okay, that, that was not a thing.
0: Yeah, I mean it there is a what what do they call it cognitive dissonance oh, in yeah. uh america oh. about what is really happening it's spectacular like yeah pe- like it's mind blowing
1: <laughs> okay so this is what i want to tell you about so we were talking about the movie i started to tell you about it if you don't know what happens uh before a podcast two two people get together and they start talking, and then one of them looks at the other one and goes don't 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 say anything more <laughs> don't say stop so uh hypernormalization is this movie by uh a a British filmmaker documentary maker called adam Curtis and um and it's the basic idea of the movie is like we live in this society that like you don't know what's true because the truth is shifting so much and it's not people are acting like this is new with Trump, but Trump's just like the result of years of right. people lying and then acting like, like, like a great example is Iraq and Saddam Hussein, you know, there's a picture of how he's our buddy and Donald Rumsfeld is shaking his hand and giving a award, and then a few years later he's invading and they're acting like that never happened. Like that's just our, our whole, how it always works here. Right. So hypernormalization sort of takes you through that process of like, at the beginning it's like, it starts with Russia and how Russia in Russia there was uh, sort of the same thing happening under communism, where people were being told it was all awesome, but it wasn't, and they could see it, but then they're being lied to, and so you just kind of your brain is like, I don't know what's going on, but this right. is how we live. And there was a a guy who wrote sort of uh, science fiction about it, and then someone made a movie about that, where like nothing is real in this movie, and um and then it it sort of T- turned into this thing where these guys sort of picked up on it, and those those guys went through like four different kinds of government because the government collapsed, and then they tried, sort of a they were going to go to to capitalism, and then they went to this and that, and then now they're authoritarian. So they quickly had this shift of government, so their whole world just kept changing, and so these guys growing up in that have created this thing, this style of governance in which they make sure there's never a reality that anyone can hold on to so there's this guy named i think his name is surkov and he's like putin's right hand man and he'll do stuff like they'll say hey we're there's a great the socialists are coming out and they're doing a rally today and it's awesome and we're funding it and we're supporting it and then all of a sudden fascists will come down the street at the exact same time and they'll start fighting and he'll come out and go we're supporting the fascists we're back behind them up. And people don't. And they do this constantly in Russia. Like, that's the playbook. So you never know who is who and what is what and what the government's doing. It's just this madness. Sirkov sounds like a jerk-off. <laughs> I mean, he wrote a book that became popular and he never said he wrote it, but then sometimes he acts like he wrote it and then when you ask him, he says he didn't write it and the character in it is always changing. Like, it's 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 the...
0: Art of just mass confusion. Well, this is the the, that was the thing that Trump did so well. Yeah, is that idea of just denying that he did things that he clearly did, and it was evidence that he did. But I think he did it out of stupidity. Whereas,
1: like these guys do it out of like it's a shrewd plan. But Trump is just like I can just say what like he's Trump is really dumb, and so he he's just like I can say whatever, and nobody like he stumbled into it. Right. As opposed to a guy.
0: Like Putin, who is being smart about it and orchestrating it. I mean, but you know, good on Trump for essentially achieving the same thing by accident. <laughs> I mean, you got to give him props for that, right? Hang yeah, on, I'm just going to pause for a second. Well, like, I mean, Trump's advisors. You know, have, have said on the record now. You know this idea that, you know, they even question the idea of what is true, what is truth. You know, right? There, there are relative truths. If people believe something, even though the evidence, you know, the the process that we have relied on for so long, this scientific examination of things and agreeing on that some things are actually just facts. Yeah, uh, that 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 doesn't apply anymore. And the minute that doesn't apply anymore, then we have no basis for anything. Uh, yeah like literally anything like but that but doesn't that come like
1: the republicans have been doing that for a while like global warming like come on that's
0: scientifically everyone's on board except well even for the fact what that list 1%. that list came out this week of like you know that eight people have like half the yeah. stuff in the world and they had listed the eight people and that the fact that like that's a Funny punchline on tonight's shows and stuff rather than us going, Hang on, is that how we want to run the world? That right. like eight people have half the stuff, right? My first thought was, Shouldn't we eat those people, right? Like, I mean, even Warren Buffett, who like you could at least, um, you know, say has tried to like give something back, perhaps. I don't yeah. know, I don't <laughs> like, you know, know, like you know, he seems like the nicest of the evil people, yeah, but okay. you know, like. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> if I had to hang out with one of them, he'd probably be the one yeah, you'd hang out up, with. Yeah, okay, right? Rough. Yeah. So um his last name is the same as buffet, which reminds me of breakfast. And, and but
1: also, uh, it's the same as Jimmy Buffett. His brother, right? What? Is that right? Warren Buffett no, and Jimmy Buffett? Yeah, half no. brothers, I believe. No, yeah, that's, that's right. not real. Yeah, that's. Real. Is that real? Yeah, that in this modern
0: world, it is. In <laughs> Trump's world, it is. I said it, and if people believe it, and somebody puts it on Wikipedia, it's real, man that is real there is nothing this is a post-fact world now it uh, well, doesn't matter it's perfect for this podcast yeah. as a matter of fact
1: they were carried in the same womb at the same time
0: yeah that's yeah that's absolutely true mm-hmm. yeah weirdly one of them was put back in because they were not the same <laughs> age but again that's well, a fact now that was and, was the and also that's a fact and also i never said it he was the first uh uh put back in baby well, not the first. They actually tried it on some other people first. Right, Clearly didn't they take. weren't gonna but it didn't yeah, yeah. You know I mean, but the a lot first of the, the first successful.
1: A lot of the babies would come back out, but he is the first to stay in there because he had to write the willpower r- really bad songs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know which age it would have been, you know, different to be honest. Would Jimmy is Jimmy older than Warren? Warren's uh, pretty old. Like Warren's, Warren's eighty.
1: If if they're if they're related
0: at all, Warren's much older. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So Warren would have had to go back in.
1: Yeah. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I it's hard for me to do my go back in math. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so yeah, if there's no truth, that's troubling. <laughs> but there isn't like the other day I was on Twitter and uh and Piers Morgan said something.
0: Yep. Okay. That's, he, that's
1: he the was, problem. He was, um, he was, you know, moralizing and talking about something morality wise. And I said, you know, something along the lines of, oh, this is, you know, weird coming from the guy who tapped the phones of, of parents whose kid had died. And then he tweeted back, like, yeah, well, that that wasn't actually me. That was somebody else. And then I tweeted, well, oh, maybe you could. Clear up which, which, strain which people innocent people's phone did you tap? Because he clearly tapped phones, yeah.
0: right? And there was another one, and what it what just wasn't that one. There's right, a, there's no, he two. did he did a couple horrible yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, there was some parents of a something. Uh, no, yeah. not the parents one. The there was another one.
1: Yeah, there was. a t- I yeah. p- other people then cleared it up, and yeah. all these people were tweeting at me the stuff he actually had
0: done and then he's some... done a very good job of differentiating he goes i didn't do that particular horrible yes. thing but i did do that almost similar horrible <laughs> thing you've confused that thing for
1: well that's the other thing is i was watching it. And i was going well this is just the streisand effect like you just you just made people clear up and tell me which horrible it was now everyone's tweeting which horrible one was anyway so some of his followers were like you're so stupid uh you're totally wrong you got nailed and i was like and then one guy's like well you gonna take it down because you're wrong and I, <laughs> I just was like no and he was like, well, you have to take it down because you are wrong, so you should delete it. And I was like, yeah, but people, I, people that are my followers will believe it's true. And he's like, you can't do that. And I was like, I think I can now. Right, you can now. <laughs>
0: All bets were off. You can definitely do that now. I can absolutely do that. That's the world we live in. Make up some more stuff, whatever. He probably did it. You're probably yeah, not thought, even making it up. Or you, something similar. Yeah, on, right? He, yeah. Yeah, it's the gist of him. Come on, you know, if you didn't do that, you did something like that.
1: Oh, something very similar. So let's just leave it up. Yeah, I think we're in uh, serious trouble because if you don't have the truth, like it's it's because it's the internet, right? You, Everyone just lives in these little, little bubbles. They just hear what they want to hear. They tell each other stuff and they act like it's true. And you can always find someone to write something to pretend like something is true. <laughs>
0: So I don't know what happens from here. Well, it's like Jack Nicholson so famously said, "We can't handle the truth," and that movie was a speech about a wall. So it's all coming <laughs> together, as far as I'm concerned, right, guys? <laughs> Donald Trump was watching whatever that movie was called. Oh, fuck! What was that movie called? In the Line all of Fire. The, all, all the good the, men. All, all the, the good men, men. All the fine good men. Fine. How about fine young cannibals? All. All men. All men. Not all men. Was it called Not All Men? The the man, there's Tom Cruise and Demi Moore, Tom and Cruise. and uh, all we all know men. the movie. All the good men. All the good men. Uh, that sounds weird now, there was a, <laughs> Like even if that's what it's called, a few good men. Is it a few good men? Uh, I think that. No, I'm
1: thinking of all the right stuff. <laughs> Is it all right? The moves. A few good men, right? Step up. A few best men. The best man. The best man. A few good men. The it. war crashes. Yep, it's a few good men. Okay, a few good men. Yeah, starring Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson, Demi Moore, with Kevin Bacon, Kevin Pollak. Yeah, yeah, it's all there.
0: It's an all-star cast.
1: It's a terrible movie. It yeah, was but- it was people trying to outact each other.
0: Yeah, but all the clues, all the clues for what was coming in that movie. So
1: yeah, that was the few that they were trying to tell us. They were trying to send us a message in the past. Right. You guys haven't hit the. I mean, a big part of why we're here is because of Fox News and Rupert Murdoch. Like, there's so many different ways that this started and just people not telling the truth and then other people believing it. That, like, the government did it, The parties did it within their parties, the news was doing it. Like, it's a whole.
0: I think about this quite a lot. And yeah, you know, maybe it's a biased perspective or whatever. And I'm sure that if you could go through um you know uh, like you know some way graph this sort of thing i don't even know how you would measure it but it's hard to make a list of people who have done more damage to the world and to the future of the world than rupert murdoch i totally agree Like, you know, because that Fox News thing did change this world and this world we live in where, as you said, you know, we're going to burn up or, you know, the oceans are going to rise or whatever the fuck is going to happen, all those things at once in the same places, you know, whatever. Because we live in a world where the thing that we should be paying attention to we're not paying any attention to. Right. I watched this uh, David Attenborough documentary about the um, uh, Great Barrier Reef Wow. Uh, in Australia mm. and it is one of the both I mean it's such a like it's one of those nights where like there was other sh- people in my house and I sat down and I thought the other people were going to sit down and watch this thing and then no one else really did and <laughs> like I was like you sh- why are you not watching this fucking thing this is like the most amazing like a the barrier reef is one of the most amazing things of yeah. all time but and it's dying yeah but b this man, like he must have been eighty late eighties, eighty eight, eighty nine or whatever, when he's making this thing, right like, out in the middle of the reef, like, you know, on this thing that they can film on for 40 minutes, you know, because that's how long, you know, the tide is out, and they need to film this thing. And he's out there at, like, 89, getting off, you know, with a crew and trying – they can't step on anything because it's, like, you know, the reef and, like, filming these things and, like, actually doing this job. Like, because, you know, I've hosted things. I know how hard it is to get the take right and whatever, and he's out there on this reef with, like, water splashing around it, like – 89 in his crocs wearing his crocs you know and hosting this tv show then later on in the episode he goes down in this thing that looks like it's been designed by james cameron to like the the lowest anyone's been in the ocean and and like he breaks a record and he's like 89 years old and then at the end this man who's just showed you the most amazing thing like this entire planet that is just like off that exists and all this stuff that exists around the reef and the reef itself and explained like how we're helping destroy this thing like just makes this impassioned play at the end and it's just him just sort of saying if we care so little about the place that has given us life you know and then who are we basically like yeah. I'm paraphrasing now but it, and I was just sitting there like watching this people and everyone else and everyone else and... and I'm like like <laughs> I, I've literally, like, I've had a life changing moment, and everybody else has just been going about their business. And I'm like, oh, I feel like you do not understand the journey I've been on for the last hour. I am (laughs) devastated i have Uh, i have in an hour i've discovered the most amazing thing of all time and then like at the end of it m night shy Milan style it's like i've like gone to harry potter world and like they go oh by the way we're also it's dying because of you and the choices you've made (laughs) and we told you that you could stop it but you've decided not to because i don't know (laughs) fake news anyway yeah capitalism actually Capitalism. That's well, what that's what capital... Well, this is the whole thing about even if you just take it to news, right? That's what destroyed news. The, yes. the minute the news was about capitalism, the you know, about ratings yeah, and, you know, about clickbait. And that's what it is now, you know, getting clicks through and having sensational headlines that make you click through to something that like, you know, like I read something this morning. I I, I couldn't believe I'd been suckered by it. It was just, it saying. was so written and essentially the story and it shouldn't have even been a story but it was just guy on tv show makes joke essentially yeah right and not even like a bat they were literally just they were just but they had phrased it in a way that it looked like he was that provocative so essentially they were appealing to people who would hate this guy yeah thinking that he had done something really dickish where actually he'd been making fun of himself on this show (laughs) and the article kind of even pointed that out (laughs) And I was just like... That shit drives me crazy. I was like, but we did this to ourselves. The media did it to ourselves. You know, the mainstream media crying fake news at the moment. Oh, my God. Like, you know, well, they're the ones who made it possible for for people to believe this bullshit because they have been running down the brand of what news was meant to be about. Like, the minute that we started putting the editorials on the front of the paper and the news, like, not separated from it, the minute we decided... And we as consumers, by the fucking way, decided because they... Fucking links don't click on themselves. No, they don't. We decided we'd rather read about Gordon Ramsay's porn double being found in a fucking foxhole dead in Britain than read about, you know, what's That's going on on Wall Street. Like, cool. we made those decisions, yeah. you know? And, you know, we... Were, when it came to news we decided that we were just weren't willing to pay for the good stuff and the good stuff start stopped getting paid for and then suddenly people even good journalists people who you know went into journalism with ideals and whatever about journalism who now are forced to write fucking you know tv recaps and you know fucking clickbait articles about what someone said on fucking twitter or whatever because that's how the business model is now
1: and it's not even just that it's it's even news organizations that i I used to read and enjoy are, are now just telling people what they want to hear in their own little bubble.
0: Well, the only way to, to
1: the reality the, and they're like, the Mother only way Jones to make is, a living
0: now though is to pick a side and play to the fucking choir. Right. Because that's the only business models that models left. You keep seeing these people who attack Trump, then boasting about how their circulation's gone up, you know, yeah. heaps after, you know, they had that kind of fight with Trump. Well, guess what? They're going to keep doing. Writing articles that bash Trump. Yeah. But, and they may, and by the way, he may give them plenty of opportunities to write, you yeah. know, articles that should be written about bashing Trump. But you're going to just start playing to that part of, yeah, that's what the internet's like. There's just a newspaper, everyone, and you can just reinforce your own prejudices. Yeah, it's amazing. Where it's... do you go now for, like, when do, where do you well, actually go to go, well, this is like okay. as close to somebody giving me objective reality? Because that's what journalism was meant to be about, by the way. It wasn't meant to be. Like take the two sides and like, just write about what each of them said and then move on journalists actually had a great response I went to journalism school I have a journalism degree and oh I, you did I didn't know yeah, right? yeah. graduated first well, in my course at Canberra gr- University this must be a great time for you to live I had genuine ambitions to journalism and I uh, felt it represented some great ideals you know that it, idea of keeping the bastards honest and it I was still does with a, v- a with few a, yeah of course yeah and the idea was as a journalist your job was to evaluate so what you would do for example with climate change was you would represent you know, both sides of the story but at a proportion that you felt the evidence right. you would re- yeah required so if it's 97% then 97 out of 100 articles that were about climate change would represent the prevailing orthodoxy of the experts in the field because that's what you probably would have assessed as a journalist unless you were pre- pre- perhaps being an investigative journalist who went and thought, well, maybe there's something in this and you would go and investigate that and you would talk to a bunch of people and yeah. you would present like a you know a, a, maybe a counterpoint or whatever. To That was the idea of what being a journalist was. You didn't yeah. have to blindly accept the prevailing orthodoxy, but if you felt like there was something that was not that, you had to go and compile evidence and sources and various sources you weren't allowed to when i was taught it to just say oh you know uh, you know someone said or background Uh, briefings or you know blah 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 so we don't know who the person's agenda is or they if they don't have to put their name to it how do i know it's the truth that this thing happened or that thing happened and then suddenly we're in an environment where well why does anyone care what anyone says or anyone thinks because who knows what is true or not like i mean i stand at the supermarket. And I know, like those magazines at the supermarket, you know, are, are meant to be—it's entertainment and those right. sort of things. But I remember when I was a kid, I, I feel like at least they were kind of mostly truthy. Like you I know, think like they, I
1: think they were, yeah, a little and, bit. They they tried to like keep a truthful
0: edge to it or whatever but now it's just now it's just clearly just made up made up madness every week you clearly know that all the stuff that's on the front cover is just not true the person who was meant to split up with the person so and so can't see so and so's kids or whatever it's none of it's true none of it none of it's true none of it's sourced and they don't even care anymore
1: but it's so funny when I'll just go read I'll just go read other news sites and I'll be like well this is none of this is true and I actually used to follow you I used to read your thing But there's something that happened in the past two years where everyone's just gone fucking bonkers. And even the people that uh, on the left that I used to think were good magazines are now just spinning it the way they want it to be spun. There's very... Like now I just go... I just have found certain writers who publish in different places and I just follow those writers as opposed to an actual news source.
0: Yeah, I must admit, I I probably have a very similar approach to it. Like there's some people that I... You know, and in Australia, and even in like the Murdoch papers in Australia, they're a decent writers still, because you know, right. <clears throat> in Australia, you don't have much choice. You know, oh, yeah. and uh, there's some people who still make some sense. You know, less yeah. and less, unfortunately, fewer yeah. and fewer. But, um, but yeah, it's um, uh, it, it's hard because I don't know if in doing that. Cause I mean, I like to think that I'm being objective and I certainly do take in oh. people who are counter to my uh-huh. u- views and stuff. Yeah. In fact, I really love listening to, um, uh, Tom Bella does a really good podcast. He's getting a few plugs from me recently, but I've been listening to a lot of it. Uh-huh. And one of the things he does is he gets on people who completely disagree with him, you know, and have yeah, points of view, but he has, gives them a pretty good forum and space to yeah. yeah put forward their point of view. And I love hearing like what other people think and, and, like, I think that what we've really stopped doing is, because if we have two different views about something, mm-hmm. right, we we cut off so quickly in going, you know, somebody might go, yeah, I voted for Trump. And, and you go, okay, well, you're a racist. And they might be like, well, I'm not a racist. <laughs> you know what I mean? And but, I'm like, yeah. but there is a like, so there is a certain percentage of our population at the moment and in the media mm-hmm. and online and all those sort of things in our groups who immediately that's like, Okay. Right, that's their go-to. You're terrible or you you're hate whatever. hate you're racist. Yeah, exactly. Right? And that's the end of it. And that's the end of it, right? right. Okay. As, as opposed to, well, I lost my house. Right, so yeah. because the point is, we will never understand how to bridge that divide if we actually don't understand what the problem is. Right. Right, so you may still not agree with the person at the end of it, but we need, we need to have a little bit more time where we just listen to counter views to, to our own yeah. or ask somebody going... So why did you like, what, what was your, you know, your prevailing thing, you know, what, what was it in your life that, you know, because going to, people are like, well, that means you overlooked racism and sexism. Okay. Well tell me why you right. did. it. Tell me why there yeah, was what's something more important to you, to than you. That? because maybe if we solve that thing, you wouldn't be willing to look over That's racism right. and sexism. Maybe you're the sort of person that the minute like your shit is handled you're first on the lines fighting for against racism and sexism just at the moment. It it can't be your number one priority because you know, because you're living in a car, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And, and it's the the weird thing is, is like, I, I remember a time because I'm also obviously very left. I remember a time when I would talk to people on the right and we would have a discussion about views in which I thought they were smart and I thought they were making good points, but I just disagree with how to handle things like we just philosophically disagree on how to do it, which is totally fine and the way it should be. But most of the time now, when someone counteracts my point of view, I'm reading it and I'm going, well, this is just stupid like you're not it doesn't it's not that
0: you're making a point you're just parroting shit that doesn't make any sense well that's the thing that like say for example climate change is a really good example of this like what the idea of like you know that two-party political system was kind of really meant to represent was eventually most of the middle like you know that the voices from the extremes like if you were a person who had a more extreme or more individual attitude to how you lived your life it would be represented but the majority eventually would be represented, you know, by the nature of, you know, two parties against each other, blah, blah, blah. Right. But the whole idea was to move us all forward. Yes. Like all of us, like right. not just to say that, but to literally do that. That, that yeah. was the point of it, right? So we had to agree on some facts. And so, for example, in the old days, what you would have gone is, okay, 97% of the people we trained at university uh, trust with like every other aspect of like our life when it comes to, you know, medicine or taking pills or flying on a plane or like driving in a car or whatever, scientists, you know, the people whose job Uh it is in (laughs) this situation to do this, you know, like... You know, like they get comedy writers to do monologues at the major award shows. Right, don't you know, they, scientists don't right. do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the people we've appointed for this specific task, uh-huh. you know, they say, hey, in our best estimations, and pretty good, 97%, you yeah. know, you're not going to get that for everything. Um, you know, this is a problem. Then you have a contest of ideas about what the best way to address that problem is. Right. So that's what it used to be. You'd agree that, okay, it's a problem. You could get both sides to at least go, well, clearly this Uh, is a problem, right? Yeah, this is the thing we
1: all agree that the scientists have said.
0: the left might say the the way to do this is like shut down all the coal and blah, 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 and whatever. And the right might be, well, we believe in a more free market solution to this, that if we give, you know, blah, 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 and this will reshape and whatever, you know. And that's what the debate would be. But essentially what both sides were trying to do was work out the best way for us to solve this fucking problem that we all had right but instead but now in a world where you can deny that the fact that the climate change is even a thing how can we have a debate about how do we fix it
1: no you you spend the whole time fighting that's why i keep when I, now when i see people fighting against people who don't believe in it that's not a battle to fight you have to just ignore those people and try to because because the majority of people believe it's happening right so now those are the people you need to talk to don't fuck the people who don't they don't they're they're too small of of a minority now to care about just convince the people that believe in it that it's
0: more urgent than they think it is but how i mean i honestly now start to just think and worry like how do we do that because if we're not convinced now like and particularly because i felt like there was a time where we were convinced that's the thing that scares me the most like is i feel like we've gone backwards i i, I you definitely think more feel people,
1: more people believed in in global warming in i the mean i, I don't
0: know what the stats are but i know in australia it definitely oh, w- has gone backwards I, but i don't know what they are worldwide but i just feel as a worldwide movement around like an inconvenient truth and in that sort of period of time like I felt that climate change was a thing that every politician was talking about. Yeah. You, the, you, in Australia, it was kind of like both sides were going to the election with you know, climate change. Like it was a uh, movement that really? like, you know, seemed to be something that was had a worldwide momentum. And I feel like, well, particularly in my country, that has gone desperately backwards. Which is
1: fascinating because your country is probably the most devastated, one of the most devastated on earth. So you have the, you have the Great Barrier Reef, which has been annihilated this year. Then you have the, I think they're mangroves on the southern part of your continent, which were wiped out this year. You had a pocket of water to the west that I believe was twenty degrees above normal for a significant amount of time, which just totally fucked up
0: all the marine life. So I know, but great hot tub party. For yeah. <laughs> And steam fish. It was like it was actually they're turning it into a tourist destination. I mean, the cool thing they're about they're gonna the, do it every year, chucking a lobster. The cool thing about all those trees dying is you, just the
1: bonfires were amazing. Amazing, you know. And then you guys are just slaughtered by heat and fires. Every like it's getting worse every year. Yeah, it's but it, the fact that that you feel like it's gone backwards when that's happening because because in America, I will say there's an entrenched group of people that are digging in their heels. But for the most part, there is a swaying of opinion as people are feeling, like heat coming every summer. And going, okay, this isn't what it used to be. There's definitely a. It's definitely heading in the right direction
0: here. I think it's gone backwards in Australia. I really do. Well,
1: but then, then that goes that why? goes back to partly the Murdoch because thing, right?
0: co- Yes, and partly because coal has been such uh, a moneymaker money maker for yeah. Australia. And yeah. like those old industries are still... But here's the thing. But, you're, I've, but, I've, Dave, but,
1: but do you guys sell most of your coal to um, China?
0: Well, here's... D- Dave, you don't need to explain to me why it's a terrible idea and because China has stopped using coal <laughs> like the major people who buy it. Like... No, I get it. I understand how it works. And if I get it, I'm not sure how they don't fucking get it. But anyway, yeah, it turns out doesn't matter how much we dig up, yeah. eventually if the main person we're selling it to doesn't want stops it. using it. Yeah, that's not good. That's still gonna be a problem for yeah. yeah. us. They but, they just
1: said they're shutting down hundred plants today. Yeah, I know. I mean it's
0: yeah. crazy. But this has been happening and they've been transitioning yeah. like to like cleaner B- because no. swiftly, They're because like, okay, they let's have do it. to, because because yeah. you know, like they fucking breathe. In China no, is- it's like walking into a brick wall.
1: Of just smog
0: yeah i mean it's like australia has never seen a, like a another economy transition like in china now <laughs> like you know they that industrialization is going to transition into a more middle-class society it's clearly already doing that and it's going to change the demands yeah for the society the middle class want clean air right. they're going to want cleaner energy but they're still going to have to have i mean that's going to be a disaster for australia whatever yeah. happens in china there but here's the craziest thing of all is that Australia, at the height of the global financial crisis, did, by the way, I apologize to every single person who's heard me make this point about fucking 50 times on this podcast, but I do not think it can be made enough. And I would like it to be clearly on the record for when we're living in our fucking George Miller, Mad Max, post-apocalypse yeah. society, that yeah. I at least you sat- made this point over yeah, and over. over <laughs> repeatedly. Even in Chrome, you made it. So, um, that
1: was a Mad Max. Uh, we,
0: uh, we didn't go in the global financial crisis because our uh, natural resources. Uh, that were just there when the British discovered the country and Uh there was no one there just Uh all those that's uh, exciting so just a big empty island just a big empty island and um, just uh, if you dug a hole anywhere just full of money hey yeah (laughs) that's great so anyway um, people yeah so it turns out um that china wanted to buy heaps of that and Mm. it was around the time of the global financial crisis so australia was one of the countries that was lucky to never go into the recession during the global financial crisis so australia still doesn't have quite the appreciation of how fucked a lot of the rest of the world got interesting because because it didn't happen to us it's almost like it didn't happen
1: wow
0: At the time, I had no idea. At the time, the government in Australia proposed that because all these big uh, mining companies were making extraordinary super profits, Uh that um, they should and because they were digging up, you know, resources that you know, are are they going to get a tax break? They didn't. They didn't bury there. You know, I mean, those things belong to you know all Australians. So you would think that perhaps this might be a time where, as a government, you could take a certain percentage of the yeah. super profits that were take the uh-huh. making and you could maybe use that money to transition into Whoa. a renewable energy.
1: You're talking about like a planning for the future sort of situation. This is what I'm thinking. So, okay. and well, here's the guys, thing because you guys, you guys don't, ha- you guys don't live in a place where you can, you you like transition to solar or anything like that. There's no, I
0: mean what you need for wind and solar is large expanses of land where no one lives that are yeah. hot and windy all the time. Yeah. And there is nowhere in Australia no. uh, apart from 90% of Australia, apart from most of Australia. Right, except for the 90%
1: of just blazing hot sun places. Yeah. Other than that, you don't have...
0: Even Saudi Arabia is doing that. But Dave, we didn't have the technology. Oh, hang on. If you've read anything about the history of solar, well, you'll know that solar was actually developed in Australia because they used to have to... Uh, communicate across our hot desert land and the most effective way to power the communications was through solar fucking energy so we had it first
1: are you guys dumber than us it's like
0: we threw (laughs) a fucking magic lamp into the ocean
1: uh it's just so amazing the that the way a society can just act like something isn't happening because right now it's okay But you can clearly see that there's a
0: drop-off coming, that the road ends, and yet everyone's like, it's fine. But also in Australia, we all literally live, like, if the oceans rise, and this is, you know, the real problem for, you know, our part of the world, you know, first, because it, obviously, climate change, and this is the, you know, when people used to talk about global warming, it's... It makes people think that it means it's always getting warmer. No. But that doesn't actually mean what the resulting, you know, climate and weather conditions and effects on different I mean there will literally be places that for a while get better. Yeah, no, there's <laughs> like you know <laughs> that, that's that's why I, I mean Alaska's gonna be a really nice place to really live for a while. Nice. You know But that that's that's the
1: thing about why it got turned to climate change because there's extreme weather as opposed to just getting hot, everything gets more extreme. like the floods we're seeing in California right now are a result of extreme weather, just like the drought was an extreme drought we had never had before. like everything gets a little bit worse. yeah and then some places get really cold because the jet stream starts to slow down and then that means it starts to wobble more and then that means that cold air comes down further than it used to and warm air goes up farther than it used to. so it's a it's like it's not global warming. It is on a sense that the planet is getting hotter, but some places get colder and then they get hotter and then they get colder.
0: By the way, I have just seen in my mind an absolute fantasy, which is you presenting the local weather. <laughs> because the way that you ran me through that, but I just like but like that. So every night they cross to you for the weather and it's just you explaining climate change. And why today's weather is directly responsible. That's what they uh, need to do.
1: I know, but the problem is... But if that's is... what
0: news was, I mean, this is my point. If yeah. news was actually just news and you were really every day going into the office and saying, what's the most important story today that we should be writing about in the newspaper? Yeah. Most days, that story would still be climate change. Every what's, day. What's our climate change story Today. that would be well,
1: leading leading the news every day
0: well my point being I'm happy for you to be a news organization and occasionally on a you know big terrorism day or whatever or yeah. Super Bowl right right super you know. Bowl
1: gets yeah okay
0: but, you know, but on those days, run the related stories because that's how I think the only way we do get to people now. You know, when you see the like the stories about climate change means you'll have no more avocado and then suddenly yeah. people are like, hang on, I what? what are you really t- I about? love avocados. There was one about how climate change will uh, affect, really affect uh, cocaine and I was like, well, really? if anything's going to get the... The 1% interested in climate change and fixing it. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, apparently. Well, I don't know. I read, wow, artic- that I, whole read area. I read a headline and a couple of paragraphs of an article about it and assumed the rest. So yeah, now that in this whole modern area, day world, like yeah, Columbia, sure.
1: Bolivia is, I think, going to be the next nation that totally implodes due to climate change.
0: And the other thing that Australians are so paranoid about and hate so much are, you know, boat people, asylum seekers. Yeah. Um, And the literally in our part of the world, if the oceans rise... There's going to be so many displaced people from islands who are suddenly going to be on boats looking for somewhere to go and. Okay, live. it's going to happen before that. So uh, there's
1: a show called "The Years of Living Dangerously." If you do you know what that is? It's it's basically they're sending out celebrities to go to different places and talk to the people about like some, Tom Freeman went to Senegal, Sigourney Weaver went to, went to China, and they discuss what's happening there and and and, and sort of the effects that are coming. And uh, oh, about the, climate change or yeah, about about climate change, oh, okay. And the guy from uh, oh, god, I can't remember the name of the show. It's a show we both like. Uh huh. Uh, it's kind of like the X Files, but it wasn't about the X Files. There was the crazy old scientist, and then his son, and then the woman, Fuck. uh, a Fringe Fringe. So the guy, the younger guy from Fringe, the, the, the son, uh-huh. he went to the Philippines. And uh, and so he's going around and he's he first he goes to the, the, the big problem there is overfishing. That's a huge crisis right now. And they, he first he went to talk to this fisherman who, who all his kids are le- like it's for generations. They've been fishermen, but the kids are leaving because there's no more fish to fish. And then he goes and talks to one of the leading scientists. And she says, uh, "She says, well, look, we're going to run out of fish. And and when we run out of fish, there's 380 million people on these islands. Right. In this group of islands. And the way it's going will be out of food soon. And Plus, we, and our and, islands, and you've probably not
0: thought about this, but who's going to talk to Aquaman? That's, well, who controls I'm, the fish? Well, I mean, if there's no fish. <laughs> Do you know, like well he can he can just be
1: I mean he might have he might have do? a few he might have a couple of well I mean that's that's who they he, he would go down to the very bottom where those weird looking fish are. Yeah, oh, right. And then he just like control sit around those, those and talk fish, ghost stories kind of. <laughs> you know, I used to control a bunch of fish. You guys are cool, but I mean I, I must mean, admit,
0: uh I did not know there was a website dedicated to uh the most fucked up looking fish at the bottom of the ocean, but after I watched my David Attenborough <laughs> documentary, <laughs> I may have googled uh, a few images and yeah. like some of the things. They're fucking are, crazy. They're more terrifying than anything oh, that's no, in like it's, an alien it, horror movie or whatever.
1: No, it couldn't be worse. What happens down? There. Have you seen if, one with a the like the light
0: if, bulb that hangs over its yeah, head? It and is, they're, they're real. Yeah, they are. They're real. real things that are on our planet. They're, t- they're terrifying. If you put shouldn't... them in an episode of Doctor Who,
1: it'd get banned from the BBC. That's the. That's who we should be fighting a war against, right? Those monsters. <laughs> So, uh, so he's talking to this scientist and she says, well, look, there's 380 million people here and we're going to run out of food and that's not very far off. And she goes, and we don't, the way the islands are, you can't plant, there's not enough places to plant food or create food for people. So she's like, there's going to be a mass exodus of people. That's what you guys are looking at. And that's why China's
0: building that fucking fake Island. What they're getting ready for this. Why are the fish? What's going on with the fish? Are they just overfished? Or oh, completely? So can overfished. they just not get the fish to fuck more?
1: Well, then there's there's just when you're when you're you're fishing away the fucking supply. You're you're grabbing the ones that are fucking. You're grabbing the ones that aren't. Like you're just grabbing too many.
0: No, I know. I mean, I I remember when I stopped eating fish because when I transitioned to vegetarian, yeah, I was one of those. Uh, fish and chup for a while yeah um and kind of uh, what i'm doing now yeah and um when i stopped eating fish was literally um when i was reading a thing about uh when they're i i loved um prawns as we'd say but yeah. shrimp right yeah and when they're catching those like literally 92 percent of whatever they're trawling up is what they don't want and right. this is dead but gets that's, thrown away and it, and I that's was just the problem like, i cannot well, like that's justify like, this. That's
1: what they do with tuna. Like with tuna, they just have these giant fucking trawlers that just grab everything, and then they take the tuna and they and everything else is dead, and they throw it back in. Like it's just unbelievable. And yeah, with the prawns or shrimp, whatever country you want to talk about them in.
0: I mean, you know, they just they just tear and, up the tu- bottom. And the other thing is, tuna is like one of those things that I miss still. Like tuna Tuna's is good. Tuna is delicious. Like yeah. and. Are we real? Do we really want to leave the next generation not tuna? I think we do. Like, do you mean? Like, can you imagine? (laughs) Like, you have to explain to like finn or whatever. You're like, hey, mate. Um, there was this thing called tuna, but unfortunately, um, we love to go to Japanese restaurants with trains, and so they would make all the food and it just go around on a train. And I guess if no one wanted it after a bit they had to throw it out or something but anyway there's none left it was delicious
1: that's why you live in the PT world yeah our cats enjoyed it a lot though oh cats love cats love we used to just give uh, cats cans of tuna yeah pretty great
0: tiny little cans the thing is a lot of packaging really not much tuna tiny tiny a lot of cans a lot of cans the thing about could not recycle them
1: The fish will always come back, unless, of course, you know. I mean, the other problem is the ocean's becoming more acidic, so a lot of the, a lot of the
0: shelled creatures are not going to be able to exist. Well, it's different, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, the nature of that sort of stuff that when the planet changes, you know. I mean, part of the problem with the reef is the changing water in different coral is like, you know, one of one of the particular coral is. You know killing everything else because it's good conditions for it, you know. Oh,
1: one coral is killing the other coral yeah. because it's like, oh, so it's like it's like the like the master coral, now.
0: yeah. It's like it's like a Hitler coral, yeah. And mm-hmm. the real thing is, you're like, well, maybe that you know, like there's part of us, you go, well, that, the coral doesn't look as good as the other coral, yeah. And like, there's a part of you that's going, am I just making aesthetic choice because I've really chosen, <laughs> like, I don't know anything about like the life of that coral or like whether it's like you know, whatever, but I've yeah. just gone, oh. I, don't like, don't trust this coral. <laughs> <laughs> this one's taken over.
1: I mean, at some point you just you just have to go like, all right, we'll take the ugly coral because we need coral. We have to have coral. Coral. It's like the, the most abundant and and diverse place in the ocean. That's where it all begins. I
0: cannot hear you say coral without thinking that you're doing an impression of uh, fucking old mate from The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still watch that show? Uh, I um, I've been finding it pretty hard to. Yeah. But I did a catch up just uh, like a couple of weeks ago. I and, and caught up to not, date. And you know what? Did you it sit and watch? got me to a place or that. Did, okay, you, ask like, me. Yeah, yeah, did
1: you know? sit and watch, or did you play with your phone
0: or on your computer while oh, I was no, on? No, no, you don't have to. You don't have to sit and watch. No, <laughs> I mean, in fact, I don't know how you would. Yeah. There's no, just I never... so many times where nothing's happening yeah. that, like, like nothing. No, and not in a good nothing happening way. Just no. in a nothing is happening. Just nothing. At like all. I mean, I get it because, like, you know, how many times can you could have a good storyline? I know. Oh, I'm saying. So, I'm. i I agree. Yeah. Like, but I. But I also agree that part of what they're demonstrating is maybe what that sort of life and whatever would be like, but the way that it's actually done, like, you know, (sighs) anyway. (laughs) And, and old mate, the Negus, Negan, Negan. I thought you were being really racist for a minute. Oh, Oh, Negus. Such a bad character. There's a guy called George Negus, who was a prominent Australian journalist.
1: Ridiculous
0: uh Negan yeah I and I I normally don't mind that actor I've seen him in a few things where I've enjoyed him but Yeah yeah
1: he's fine but he's so over the top it's oh, just like what is happening
0: I was like what is this this yeah. is not And then like that whole Rick storyline and I know he's meant to be shattered and whatever but I'm like
1: I don't I mean, get what
0: this is I really I don't want to watch a cry baby I don't and even no. th- and now when you're back I'm like oh yeah but uh oh. I mean, oh. Uh, oh,
1: I get it. You were sad.
0: Now you're mad. Yeah. All right, go I get mean, him, tiger. C- hold it together a bit. Why, do we leave the, <laughs> why are we leaving? Why are we leaving this guy in charge? Who clearly just is on an emotional fucking roller coaster. Yeah. Like? There are heaps better people oh, more, with more the, stability. Everybody. Pretty. Give, give the kid a go. Give the kid. What about a uh, sword lady? Sword lady? I mean, Let why?
1: Fucking give yeah. her a
0: shot. Let her lead the shit. How do you feel about that romance, sword lady and? captain it's
1: just it's it's no different than a soap opera in which eventually everybody has to fuck everybody else because that's the only way they can go do you
0: okay let's take it away from the show let's a bit more of a hypothetical right do you think in those situations like what would be your mate like you know sex mating love uh philosophy so you're, you suddenly find it... Because what we've seen, you know, over the journey is people having sex with each other, it's forming new relationships, even having children, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and some people, you know, deciding that probably that none of that stuff's for them because, you know, they're in a world full of fucking zombies yeah. and, you know, that might become problematic. Um, what do you reckon your uh, approach uh, and philosophy would be? So I,
1: I was one of those people who never really... I did one or two Stannis, but then I always didn't want to date Stannis because I didn't think that you fuck around in your world because then it gets if you break up and it's a shitty situation, it's messy. So so I, I would apply that same thing to my group in in the apocalypse with the extra added addition that the lady I'm in love with might get eaten right by a monster. So, well, I mean, you're really setting
0: yourself to, you know, you know, that kind of, I mean, hacky, like comedic riff on marriage, which is that idea that, you know, you're really saying, who would I like to see die? Right? Yeah. Like, and, but in that world, you're really fast forwarding that, like. You know, that, that <laughs> process. It's, it could happen like tomorrow.
1: Yeah, but then also, if you break up with someone. Yeah, that's awkward. And, okay, so. And you then have to you, go to a new trial. But also, or, like, do you need. But what if you're fighting and zombies and you yeah, need them to cover your back? You? Are they gonna? Yeah, are you it? gonna trust them? Because the, then all of a sudden the zombie's biting you, and, and she's like, well, you shouldn't have fucking told me that thing and said that shit to me. And you're like, right. what? You couldn't save me. It's hard. I mean. Exploring romantic relationships in the apocalypse. But then again,
0: like, you know, you don't know if you're going to die any day. So, like, uh, is there not a part of you that's like, well, I it. now live in this world where my lifespan might be limited. So I should enjoy. Might as well yeah. Have at, I No, I just don't think so. I think,
1: uh, first of all, I'm very well equipped to handle <laughs> the apocalypse. Are <laughs> you ready?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't I'm going know. straight to this hot tub in Australia that has the only remaining boiled fish. <laughs> <laughs> that's our first supply. I th- I think that I don't, I don't think you
1: would think that way. I mean, I just think that would just mean I, I would want to fuck people, but not be in a relationship. Why, why isn't there any polyamorous shit going on?
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess so. Like, I guess you could be... Well, I mean, no. It, some of the kind of badder dudes have had more, like, well, probably, you know... True. You know, but seem to have, like, you know, harems or... Right. Like, you know, a bunch of, you know, Ugh. whatever. Yeah. Problematic well, things. Well, that's the guy... A bunch of problematic things. The guy now has, like, five wives, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, you know... Nah, it means he's bad. I mean, there's lots of reasons he's bad. He's acting, I think, is the main one. <laughs> And I don't well, think I don't it's know. even his acting. I think it's the inter- whatever he, he's been told or allowed to do with that thing. It's also the writing, isn't it? Right.
1: The words he's saying are fucking ridiculous. Yeah. When and so,
0: like, I mean, it's clearly a choice that someone's made, you know, along the way. Yeah. And like he's actually doing a pretty consistent version of that character. Yeah. It's like just, if I you know, if he was doing Frankenfurter in Rocky Horror, I feel like I'd be pleased with the performance. Yeah. You know he's pitched it about right for that. He's but. got
1: it right on that level. But he no, he's like someone out of a Marvel comic book. Like it's all of a
0: sudden there's this crazy. He should have a cape on and a. Or you know. if there was some really decent reveal about that, there was some actual genuine motivation for him approaching his leadership right. in that way. Like if the, you know if the, they had and here's how you're feeling. Fucking some of your time on your show. Give us a convincing backstory, play him like that and have him be like that. But at some stage in your fucking interminable fucking flashbacks and flash fucking wherever's, like tell the backstory of clearly what he was like when he first, like, you know, escaped from the world and why he, like many of the other characters in the show, made the decision to become the person that they now are at the place we find them. Yeah. Right? Because we've seen it. And the, the, the bits where the show still gets me are like are the bits where you actually genuinely see I mean and they're few and far they're between few now. And far between. <laughs> but the, a moment where somebody clearly went, Well and this is what I think is the most interesting thing about the show is that idea of going here is how my approach to surviving like, this is how I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know, whether it's stay with this group, you be part of this group, be dominant, be a leader, be a follower, be a whatever. Yeah. But like, you can clearly see, you know, I'm not going to kill people. I'm going to kill everyone. I'm going to, whatever it is, you know, uh, those moments are still interesting to me. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> I don't know why I keep watching it though. I mean, sometimes just cause it's on.
1: Right. I mean that's the only reason. Did you watch
0: the other one, the spinoff? Uh the first couple of episodes. Yeah, it was. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I don't really like The Walking Dead as it turns <laughs> out. So, uh, you know, I was probably being overly optimistic about how much I might enjoy. <laughs> I still, I watch both of them, and I just they're they're they're
1: usually on in the background when I'm working on the dollop and doing stuff, and I just look up and go, oh, there's a guy getting eaten or whatever. Or, oh, he's saying bad things to that guy they'll kill him in the end. Like, it's just... But, you know, it's... it's. There's not a lot of... There's TV I can watch when I'm doing dollops and then there's right. TV I, I have to concentrate on and, and I don't do anything while I'm watching it. And it's it's definitely an on-in-the-background show.
0: Uh, the best one for that, I watched six series of this recently when I was, you know, like writing period. Uh, a TV show called Suits. You ever oh, heard of that shit. show? I, I watched one and I couldn't... Totally great background show though. Yeah. Because it's like, it's a procedural, but it is interesting enough and fun enough that like you'll actually keep watching it, which is what you want from one of those programs. Something you'll keep you at your desk. Right. You know, like, you know, and and just engaging enough, but not so distracting (laughs) that you can't get your work done.
1: When you find
0: one of those sweet spot shows what does television become? My wife walked in the other day and she
1: goes, God, network television is so awful. I just sat on for a minute and I was like, what is happening? Do you watch any network, network shows?
0: Yep. Uh, what do I watch? Oh, I, well, I mean, survivor obviously, but not, you're talking more about like, uh, Scripted. I watch, I still watch, but this is a bit heritage cause I know it's a terrible show, but I still watch uh, law and order SVU. Oh, you do. Oh yeah. I'm That's in, still on. I'm in for the long haul on that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's the I, remaining one. It's I, the I one that's no still idea. going. Yeah, and it's, yeah, yeah. is it all new cast now? No, no, no Olivia Benson's still. Oh, she's it? still there? Yeah, she's still there. Although the most recent episode was her contemplating whether she retire or not. But oh. then at the end that she was really like, Nah, probably not. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> No way, I'm making two hundred fifty thousand yeah. an episode.
0: Yeah, Mariska Hargitay or whatever yeah. her name
1: is, right? I watch uh Gotham. Uh I gave up and that I mean it got better did it yeah i actually started to like how they completely leaned into the bat shit crazy okay and 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 then it became more interesting because it's just fucking insane now
0: i might re, i might revisit that I, I i occasionally dip back into marvel's agents of shield and catch up with a few episodes even though i've never seen that no but it's <laughs> it's not worth your time but
1: well i don't want to watch our agents of if i'm in the marvel world i want to watch it the superheroes, not the guys that are... You don't want to say, like, what happens behind the scenes? No, why don't you just make one about the accountants of the superheroes? Yeah. I what know. about the guy who does all their taxes?
0: I mean, I would watch that. Like a little <laughs> spin off. You know what I mean? Just as a fun show. Like, it's really, like, a bit more like a bit of cool soul or whatever, because he's, like, kind of a... But he just happened to, like, luck into doing their taxes. Because yeah. you know what? Still got to keep your receipts. And when you Hulk up, sometimes yep. you lose your receipts. You need a good accountant or That's a right. guy who can replace some receipts. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's, it's, now I'm in. Yeah. You see Nick Fury meeting with him at the end of one of the other movies. <laughs> <laughs> now for our most dangerous mission, Hulk's taxes, just what hands over a shoebox. It's
1: like, what do you mean I owe 5,000? I thought,
0: oh, sorry. What do you watch? Any other? You still watch Arrow, right? Oh yeah, is that a network show? I consider it a network. Yeah okay. Yeah. Arrow, yeah. The Flash. I watch yeah. The Flash. Um, so some. You yeah. Know. So
1: you're like you're like the perfect guy for the ne- because everyone else is bailing, but you're in on some. Well,
0: I mean, I just watch a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like that's the thing. I also have been watching some good stuff. I'll tell you that I enjoyed. Uh, did you watch Sherlock? Are you a Sherlock watcher? I, try, you know what, I bailed. Um. Third
1: season. I yeah.
0: thought. Wait, that, which one are you talking about? The American? No, not the American one. The yeah. British one. The yeah, Stephen Moffat one. Third season. Yeah. So I, I did, liked the first episode. They did three of this series, mm-hmm. and I liked the first one. But yeah. I was a bit like, uh, well, maybe this show's like still good, but yeah. like maybe not, you know what i want from it anymore right and then the next two were two of my favorite episodes of anything that i've watched really? in the last year i thought i thought the final one in particular was just a really entertaining as fuck like hour and a half of like clever well-written yeah. interesting rewarding kind yeah. of good payoff over the series if it's the final time they ever do it would be a excellent final episode if they want to end it now and i was right yeah i really enjoyed it oh, maybe i have not read at all what other people said like it's i haven't like, seen anybody saying really anything about it well sometimes like also with like something like that like there are some things i want to know straight away like when i was watching westworld i like read everything i was yeah. like like read, listening to every podcast yeah. i wanted to know stuff and then make up my own mind and whatever. Like anyone who thinks that I'm not a person who is willing to listen to a bunch of different opinions and then make up my own mind about what I think did not understand how I watched Westworld. <laughs> I I was willing to go on Reddit boards. I was willing to soak up so much fucking shit. I'd never been on Reddit before. You hadn't. No, Westworld got me to Reddit because that was really? I heard that was where the most interesting theories that were. Yeah. So I went to Reddit. Like I've like I've heard all the weirdest opinions of all time, and yeah. then you just make up your own mind after you've heard them. Right. And the moral of that is, Westworld is the answer to life. I still haven't seen it. I still haven't watched <laughs>
1: it. I, I watched... Uh, uh, have you watched The Man on the High Castle?
0: No. No. What what what, I, what? what? did you think? I
1: like it. Okay. And I think that the... Like the finale this year was one of the... I mean, it was just a well-written finale.
0: I'm looking for something new to watch. I started watching the the Night Manager um the other night the night manager yeah it won a oh it Tommy me hiddle hiddle thing yeah tommy hiddle thing yeah and um uh hugh Laurie, and they both won the uh, golden globe awards for it it's just like a mini series right it's, it's a, a mini series like, yeah. yeah like it might be eight episodes or something yeah. and i had no real idea what it was about but it, it it's uh, it, i it didn't realize it's kind of set around modern day events and you know, he's a night manager hotel when like a you know anyway. I think I don't want to give too much away because I actually, if you don't know what it's about, yeah, I think that's actually I enjoy better too. Yeah, yeah, it was better to not know what it was about well, because I think, it's, I about think a, it's about a night manager, right? Well, that's because it's called. I mean, and that's what really threw threw me off because it gives you no real indication yeah. of what and it is like it is like the main character is a night manager, but. <laughs> Me telling you that is giving you no idea of what this story well, is so going to be it about. it goes beyond him just being a nightmare. It, it does, it turns out. It turns out it's not just about what you would imagine. Uh, I
1: was looking for something simple. Just no. about a guy who does stuff at night,
0: yeah. his job. Yeah, well, the prequel, the week before this thing happened, will be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> just him confidently managing a hotel. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it, I, so far, like I've only yeah. watched an episode, but it, it feels like something that I might, that, that might actually be, I've heard, that's one of those ones that I've heard a little bit of buzz about people saying was a good watch. And so far it seems like it, right. it might maybe, be interesting. Maybe I'll check that one out. I, I tried, uh, animal kingdom, the
1: American. <sighs> I watched the first episode of that. I watched Ooh, the whole, oh boy. Uh, I watched the whole first series and I was just like, wow, this could have been so interesting and good. Yeah. I mean the casting Right off the bat Is is You're like Oof this is It's very pretty boy uh, Yeah Rather than You know Yeah By the way I think
0: if there's a family Of criminals They're not all gonna be Fucking hot I mean why would they be Right Like because if you're A hot person Yeah you know You can steal money From people in legitimate ways <laughs> Like literally our entire society is based around the idea that if you're hot, particularly if you're a family of hot, yeah. oh my God, are you kidding me? Oh, yeah, you know. You don't need to go into crime. No, You're wasting, nothing. you'll make heaps more money like just... Being hot. Can you walk 15 yards and turn around? That's all you We've need We've got a do. job for you. <laughs> <laughs> Any chance you can put clothes on? Oh, you're wearing clothes now. <laughs> you happy to stand around for a few photos? Here's millions of dollars. Hot family.
1: Yeah, and then at the end of... The final episode, it was like a, sort of a, so, someone was doing sort of like a long con sort of thing, which I just
0: fucking you hate. You hate a long con. hate a long so con. one thing we know about you, Dave, is you hate a long con. God,
1: I hate a long con. It's always so disappointing when you get there and you're like, oh, you knew what you were doing the whole time? Oh, fuck you.
0: Did you, uh, you well, and that's, I think, perhaps why Sherlock might be hard watching for you. That, because that is one of the reasons, that,
1: that, that season I was just like, ugh, okay. It's a whole thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay. I And you know what? I, I think I can totally understand why maybe even these new episodes you might find annoying for that reason. Yeah. Here's what I would say. They kind of flip it back on its head so it, the person who thinks, There's some good messing with at least who's doing the long conning, but that might not be enough for you, no, because it's still long. I hate a reverse long con. (laughs) I mean, it's really, to be honest, it's double. It 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 hasn't made it better. Oh, you were you were long conning?
1: Well, I was long conning,
0: and then then I throw some of the TV. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) No, no, I don't think I'm ever going to convince you on the long con. All
1: right, I'm out. I'm out. Uh, All right. Um, By the way, you wanted to bring up the
0: texts. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for reminding me of that. I need to grab my phone. I'm going to grab my phone and then uh, we'll finish on that. That's a good one. <laughs> All right, we're about to finish up. But uh, Dave, do you have any... Uh, well, I don't know when this is going to go up uh, um, because... Uh, so I'm on at midnight tomorrow, isn't night. That's probably not going to happen. But good on you. You're on it at midnight. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Who are you on with? Posein and then uh, a
1: woman. I don't know who she is.
0: In the membrane. That'd be great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Posane Posane in, and the and in, in, the in the membrane. Posey in the membrane. Well, that'll be fun times. Yeah. Um. Still waiting for my uh at midnight. Uh, Why don't you come with me? No, I'm leaving tonight. Oh, you are. So, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, I'm that's try- it. Yeah, so uh, that's why I don't know when this is going to go, but what we're trying to do this year is uh, put up an episode of Tofop or Fofop every single week. So uh, at the moment, there's been a couple of uh, Fofops because uh, Charlie and I, Charlie's been on a holiday and uh, we've been having a break, but um, uh, it'll be back. Well, I don't know why I'm t- telling people this because this is in the future. <laughs> so anyway, point being... We're hoping there'll be an episode every week of the uh-huh. podcast um, uh-huh. over the year, uh, so this will be one of those. But we can tell people obviously about the dollop that people should be. Although you know now, you know, I mean, I like I the I've even had a little mini dollop effect on my career because oh, so yeah, people come out well right? certainly on the road like That's certainly cool. when I was on the road like yeah. post because those live shows went up you know reasonably oh, yeah. close to us doing those shows, so I still had like three or four weeks of touring after that. And yeah. I and I definitely had people coming out to the shows who said they heard me through the podcast and kind of tracked me down and then saw I was in town and came and saw the shows. So, awesome. So that was really great. Yeah. Like, I really appreciate that. So that, you know, uh, there may be nobody who's listening to this podcast who's never heard of The Dollop. But <laughs> anyway, if you have not, uh, listen to The Dollop. And of course, uh, you guys have got a book coming out in May, right? Yeah, May 9th uh and it is called the united states of absurdity, absurdity yeah and the illustrations are by james fosdyke the great james
1: fosdyke and if you want who is
0: now doing individual little uh yeah. ca- things for so there'll be a little cartoon of you and i in the, for oh. the in the show today uh, really yeah of he's this? doing one for oh each my of my god that's awesome each of the episodes so that'll be fun and uh yeah we're doing a whole bunch of new exciting things with the podcast but you know charlie and i'll tell you more about those when we're We're doing TOEFOP episodes. You may have already heard a few of the ideas and things that are coming that way. Um, I am on tour, uh, Critically Will, which is my new show. Adelaide, Brisbane, Hobart, Melbourne, Sydney may be on sale by now. Uh, are any Perth. of those
1: the festivals? Which ones? Those are festivals.
0: Uh, Adelaide is Adelaide Fringe Festival. Uh-huh. Brisbane is Brisbane Comedy Festival. Hobart, I'm doing a night at the Spiegel Tent as part of a festival they're doing down there, oh, like an eight-day eight sort of festival or something like that. So uh-huh. I'm doing one night, it's bef- the night before I open at the Melbourne Comedy Festival, and then I do a month at the Comedy Theatre and two big shows. It's really exciting. I've never played. Um, uh, the Melbourne Arts Centre, and it's where I first saw Billy Connolly, and kind of that was the oh. night I decided that I wanted to be a stand-up. So that's cool. Um, I'm doing two shows the, the the final two Saturday nights of the festival. Uh, my show is at the Melbourne Arts Centre, which is really cool. If you, so if you want to know what stand-ups really like, it's stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, then. Um, uh, I think on the fifteenth, April the fifteenth, it probably has been announced by now. That is the night we will be doing the Tofop live show oh. at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. You know, huge range of people who'll be in town. Not Dave because he came last year. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> f- people would expect it two years yeah, in a row. He can't do we that. we don't really have the budget for that. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, thank you for being here, Dave, uh, on this podcast. And um, and uh, look, I hope that you know. The world has not, you know, gone so badly in the, you know, four or five months between oh, our, co- yeah. our conversation now and when I will see you next. <laughs> uh, the, you, well, know. you never
1: know. I might be a refugee. One of
0: the people are coming on a boat. Don't come on a boat. I'd fly. I'll fly. fly. Or, uh, yeah, it's fine. You jet, can fly jet ski. in jet ski. And yeah, oh, yeah. No one said anything. bring a jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> if you come on a jet ski, are you guys like he's one of us? Oh, yeah. yeah. Come in a jet ski. They won't even check. Oh, they'd be like, he must be... Oh, he's a cashed-up bogan. That's fine. <laughs> he's got a jet ski. <laughs> Me too, mate. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, could you... Oh, what, say, are you going to do the text? Oh, that's, Fucking hell, I'm terrible. I got my phone and then I forgot. All right, so this happened this morning because... Uh, uh we had uh, decide we were going to do today but you had messaged me last night to um i know and this this morning is this morning okay this morning at 6:44 uh, it actually says on my uh phone there we go uh-huh. uh what time is 3 good and i messaged back perfect uh-huh and then you messaged you should be awake you don't have a child so Okay, now it's just all right. So already, <laughs> already there's so many things that I just because because firstly, if you don't think I'm like gonna be awake, what the fuck are you messaging me at that time in the morning? Well, I for? just figured you'd see it when you woke up. Okay, all right. Okay, but still, like it seems a bit unreasonable to be surprised by a response that like. Uh, also, we should point out that the the way I did it, you should be awake. There's no period.
1: No, and then I just hit. Return. Yeah. So it starts another line. It's all out
0: of whack. Oh well. The best thing is, yeah. So I mean, to really describe this, to overly describe it, because it's worth it. Uh, you should be awake. <laughs> <laughs> then, like, he's pressed return, but then also press one space in because it's not, it's not directly under. <laughs> so he. No, it's a, it's, a it's skew. like return and a space, <laughs> and then you don't have a child. Uh huh. And then you've, like, realized that you've made that mistake. Look, but look at the time difference. Uh, oh, no, it doesn't have... my phone Oh, I realized time, it so. 45 minutes later, I picked up my phone and I looked at it. I go, right. oh, that that doesn't make sense. Okay, so 45 minutes later, Dave has decided, oh, of course, what I really meant to write was <laughs> shouldn't, right? I assume. Uh, yeah. Well, I I say I assume because what you've then written in your correction is... Shouldner, which, as far as I know, is also not a word. Like your correction was also incorrect. In fact, I would argue that I knew what you meant from the first one, but the second, one, the correction made it slightly less clear. Like what's Shouldner, that? like that, how does that even come out? Like that's not an autocorrect because that's not a word. And that's just bad. Shouldner, that's just that's just terrible. It's, it's the Irish. Oh, your you Shouldner,
1: be awake. You know what's funny is I remember. I, I remember I I thought I th- I it was one of those things where I think it tried to autocorrect, and I was like, no, no, and I hit, like, no, don't autocorrect, and like, then it came out as that, but then I remember seeing it, like, five minutes later, and I was like, oh, I give up.
0: Sorry. Well, that was what I was going to ask you. That was literally the question I had was, because I... I was like, I yeah. was interested that you had corrected the first one, but then the second one that was clearly a worse fuck up than the first one, you'd just go, oh, no, well, I guess we'll just like, leave it at that. I was like, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't working at all. I don't want to see what I do next. <laughs> Mashes keyboard against face. Look at Dave's having a stroke. Dave, am i gonna cry for help maybe i was the bad friend maybe i should have checked if i just are you having a stroke are you just are you cool are you cool I, i've been doing morning drinking yeah yeah <laughs> it's pretty great all right uh well thank you uh, could you sign out for us please oh faux stop